Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. I'm in a car where there's a lot of rain coming down. So you'll hear the gentle wipe of the windshield wipers. Anyway, so today I'm going to talk about how fat, the fat you have stored in your body, is a narcotic that you can only kind of really dip into through fasting. And like the the longer you go and you can kind of resist the hunger, the more of the narcotic you can get. Now you really have to understand that like when you're encased in fat, when you have excess fat on your... One of the things that's really great about it is you don't have to carry a lunch. And why is that? Because you have about, like, 10 extra lunches in your fat that you can feed upon. And though your hunger pangs and your stomach may be calling for more food, you have all the food you need stored on you. That's what fat is for. Fat is is a doggy bag of food. And your body needs to eat that food first before it goes to eat more. Why? Because you just keep packing it on. It's quite simple. The thing that most people just don't get, like, they, you know, they'll try to go on a diet. And the thing about it is, is, like, as long as you're eating... Even if you're just eating like a diet, you're maintaining a certain situation where there's very few times, there's, there's like not, so there's not that much space for you to burn fat. And um, if you're for fat, then you don't get the benefit of the fat narcotic. And you're unhealthy, right? Because you're not. You're not, you're just like, you're sitting around with encased in fat. And what happens when you're encased in fat? You you just, you're not, you're not taking care of your goals. That's, that's the main thing is like, you're just kind of like living an existence that's sort of like waiting for something to happen. You're not taking the universe by the balls and being like, you know what, I'm going to do something. I'm going to really fucking do something. And you just, you don't even feel up to doing something because there's just like this extra fat around you. And it's just been stored up from you actually, you know, it, it's like cobwebs that have stored up on you because you're a stationary being and you're not really like pushing the limit. And so you just start accumulating food and you start, you start requiring the dopamine rush of a meal to substitute for the dopamine rush of accomplishment. And before you know it, you're fat. And, like, it just, it creeps up on you, you know? Like, you'll just be like, holy shit, I gained fucking 20 pounds. What the hell? So, when you first notice, like, you look in the mirror, and if you have to even, like, question it, like, if you look in the mirror and have to turn sideways 50 times to see whether you're not or you're fat, you're fat. 
Okay, I know there's a lot of manorexia going around, and I don't want to encourage that at all. But let's be honest here. Like, when you are fat, you are fat, and you need to acknowledge it. And then when you notice that you are, the key, what the key thing that you have to do is just stop eating until you're not fat anymore. That's a tall order. But you don't understand the narcotic that it releases is unbelievable. Now, of course, I was making the mistake of combining this narcotic with my favorite culprit, nicotine. And it was just, I mean, it would, it would make it sort of fun for like the moment I was smoking the nicotine. But then after a while, like, I'd just like, I'd feel really kind of shitty. So, so what happened was I wouldn't get the benefit of the narcotic of fat fat narcotic because I was I was just like feeling you know kind of like not very good you know I mean just the thing about nicotine is that like it makes you feel good for like a split second while you're kind of like in distress or if you're stressed out it's good to have something like that but then afterward it's just not not great now what I do is like I just toast on the fat that I have and I start to get after about mm, the first 14 hours yeah you get a few pangs of hunger but I feel better I feel much better like I start to really get like a narcotic high from the fat that I'm ingesting of myself It's just really important to do that. Otherwise, you're going to have all this excess fat, like, and it's just going to encase you. And when it does encase you, it it encourages you to just be stationary and not do anything except eat more. Fat is like a magnet in the sense that if you have any of it, it will seek to, to build. It will seek to get bigger. It will have its own personality and its own desire to be. So start to become a sentient version of yourself. Like the fat in your body will start to become like to have brain, like a brain that will direct you to live in a certain way to perpetuate that brain or those little brains. So you think of it, each little fat cell as a little brain. And it's actually when you ingest it and when you don't eat for a little while and you you allow yourself to burn it, they call them ketones, but it's just like this this euphoria that starts to creep up on you, and you just have to just kind of like give it, you know, I recommend trying to fast at least like a whole 24 hours just to kind of feel that when you push through the hunger wall and you get to a certain kind of like stasis, and then you start to get the elation of ketones, which is when you're burning your fat. And they they fuel your brain in a way that, that sharpens it. It also increases your testosterone. 
No, as like a fat guy, I was like looking into boosting my testosterone. I was actually considering boosting my testosterone through um, through artificial means. I mean, it was just like I was actually going to go there, and it, you don't ever need to do that. It just it's not necessary. It's such a kind of ridiculous way to try to create the scenario when it's just so naturally created in yourself. Just totally naturally. You know, it requires you to go through some hunger. requires you to go through some kind of feeling that's not so comfortable. Now back to nicotine for a second and back to all stimulants because they're the ones that are really just doing the damage. Because what happens is, is when you engage in stimulants, they kind of turn your body off a degree where it just can't, it doesn't seem to feel like it's ever on kilter. And so you feel uncomfortable for the rest of the day. Though you may have very well have, um, you may very well have, um, you know, given yourself a little lift earlier in the day. But, Honestly, you just don't have the wherewithal to continue the day and to feel the day and to experience the day as it should be experienced. It's all these stimulants that are really screwing us up. They've made us tremendously productive in terms of mechanistic you know, getting shit done, building this this great society that we've built with all this technology, it was largely fueled by the the consumption of stimulants, which took place in the early uh, turn of the century in the Industrial Revolution, last century. And it turned us into a bunch of kind of like robots for the future, for this future society that we're all living in now. But we lost sight of being blissful. We became slaves to, in a way, to... Oh, I'm getting a call here. To... um, get off that anyway um, I got to doing a show dear but um, why does it why does it like every time you're doing something that you really need to be doing just to like help the universe out like 
the woman gets in there and she she like she interrupts it. It's just like the Garden of Eden, man, all over again, every day. So here I am uh, trying to explain this thing, and I've lost my train of thought. But it just gets down to this. Very easy to find the bliss in your fat by just consuming it. And, you know, it's great news when you're fat. Don't think of it as something bad. Think of all the bliss you're going to feel now that you have it. You're going to sit there and you're going to bliss out. You can bliss out for 40 days and 40 nights like Jesus did. And I don't expect you to go that long. You don't have to go that long. But you can. And the more you, the longer you go, the better it will be. So I'm currently about to do like a seven day because I just think it's going to take about that much time for all my fat to be eaten. I'm look, I you know, basically have about an excess of 15 pounds. I think seven days would kind of eat that up pretty well. Now, I'm, I'm, if it goes away before that, then I'll eat. But I know what I should look would look like in the mirror. And maybe I am. I have some kind of like manorexia, but I don't think I do. I just don't think the flab is something that really needs to be there. Okay? I mean it just doesn't. And I'm tired of like living with it and like I'm tired of it sort of taking over my brain and keeping me from doing the things that need to be done for my happiness, for my dreams to come true. The fuel for your dreams is in your fat. Now, what about these people who have no fat on their body? Well, they're, they're, um, they have a certain amount. They, and it's still enough to sustain them, but they don't have to, you know, if you're not, if you don't have fat on your body, you can eat, eat, eat as much as you want. And if you don't form fat on your body, then you probably should be eating constantly or at least eating pretty regularly. But if you have any fat on your body, it's time to stop eating until that fat is gone. Why would you do it any other way? They're like, oh, no, that's not healthy. Oh, so what is healthy? It's healthy to extend the time that the fat is on your body and only, like, get, get, get rid of it through exercise. Yeah, that's the way to do it. The problem is, is that if you try to get rid of fat through exercise, you tell your body that it's being put under stress. And when your body is being told it's being put under stress through exercise, the body actually stores more fat. So if you get into an exercise routine to try to burn the fat off, most of the time it'll just make you fatter. And I know a lot of frustrated people who have, like, tried an ambitious exercise routine to get the fat off have found this out. The only thing that gets it off is time with no food. 
Now, it can it can be good to go and do some of that exercising. It can be good to take a long walk to help speed up the process of this consumption of fat and to get more of the elation. Movement creates that elation. And, you know, exerting yourself a little bit without without really pushing yourself hard is the key. You know, get your heart rate up a little bit, but not to the point where it believes metabolically that you might be running away from a tiger. But all the stuff that you're going to coffee for or you're going to nicotine for, you can get in your fat. It's the safest narcotic you can take. And it is, and cocaine is another thing. It's just a mimic of what you could get from your fat. Free. You don't have to go to no dealer. You don't have to go get some MDMA. That's another one, MDMA. MDMA you can get from your fat. Like, if you can go, like, over seven days, like, on the seventh day, you start to get the MDMA fat. You get the fat that feels like fucking ecstasy. Can you imagine the fat that Jesus was feeling, was eating on after 40 days and 40 nights? And the symbol of the the devil who came to tempt him with all the kingdoms in the world. Guess what? If you have a, if you have fat on your body, all the kingdoms in the world, if excess fat that's not doing anything, that's not feeding you, but that's just like being carried around, rotting your body. It's like rotting food in your bag. Like you got to sooner or later you got to eat it, or else it starts to spread. The rot starts to spread around, and that is the whole. That is aging. Aging is the rot of unconsumed, stored energy and food. So don't worry about it. Like, you're not going to die of starvation as long as you have a gut. As long as you have a good amount of fat around your midsection, you're good. Like, you don't have to eat. Now, I recommend doing the seven-day fast with a little bit of marijuana. And why is that? Because it actually will speed up your fat burning by making you hungry and also giving you a little bit of euphoria first. Now, it does give you the munchies, so it makes it harder to resist food. But when you realize what's happening, when you realize what you need to be doing to get this, to get at this fat narcotic that is like, you know, I, I can't tell you how awesome it is. It's it's effortless. You just have to make it there by not eating for like 12 hours. I'm I'm just feeling it. Let's see, when was the last time I actually ate something? Probably around 8 a.m. So right now it's 11 p.m. So I'm just starting to feel the narcotic. And, yes, I have pangs of hunger, and I wish I could eat. But I understand now 
why I've been overeating is because I've been I've had I'm I have fat on me that wants to extend itself, that wants to actually get bigger. Just like any life form, it wants to grow. And it wants to grow with more cells of itself. And, you know, just like any population of an animal that doesn't have a natural predator can overgrow the land and, and, and essentially strangle the land without a suitable predator to thin the herd, it becomes more of a cancer. And this is how cancer develops. Cancer is just old tissue that hasn't been consumed that starts to lie around and and mutate your genes. So fasting is such an important thing to do just to like clear out those things. But like that's not why you should do it. I always, you know, like cuz I I was like somebody who you know, I wanted to lose weight. So like I was like I'll fast to lose weight, but I was miserable every time I was fasting. One, because I was using caffeine, which makes you miserable in general, and any kind of stimulant. I was just like, I was constantly like hearing that shit. Well, you could drink green tea or you can have black coffee. It's like, no, don't fuck around with any of that shit. Get yourself at a calm level, smoke a little weed, and then, you know, that's that's your go-to. You know, if you're really feeling a little, like, off, smoke just a little puff of weed. It'll kind of sail you into another plane. And it'll and the hunger, understand what the hunger is. The hunger is the fat burning. So the feeling of hunger should become, like, part of the narcotic effect because you understand where it's leading to. Dopamine is an expectancy of pleasure. And your hunger should become a trigger for the dopamine that that expects the, the the narcotic that comes from burning fat, the ketone. Now, initially, I had given the advice about eating and and the order of eating, and that you have to eat a certain amount of vegetables up front. I think I was overdoing it, to be honest. I thought the solution to all diet is just eating a bunch of vegetables in front of any, everything else. And the, the, the presence of the vegetables will help your body, will help your microbial gut, but it will also fill you up in a way that, allowed, that, that wouldn't allow you to overeat. But that's not true, and that's not what happened. In fact, my plan, my my eating plan of ordered eating, I gained a lot of weight because I just kept eating and eating. I just couldn't stop. And when you find yourself, like, kind of eating, you know, you're full of shit and you get a little bit dropped down in hunger because insulin comes in and, like, is trying to reduce the sugar in your blood, that insulin makes you a little even hungry again. So you're just like, oh, let me have like a few more bowls of cereal, like just to top myself off. And so you're constantly like topping yourself off with food instead of allowing yourself to get hungry and then eating like a meal. You're just like topping yourself off with this or that. And before you've really digested your first meal, 
you're coming in with your second meal and you just, you know, you just walk around with that full feeling, like that overfull feeling, that the minute it re- that overfull feeling just kind of dips a little bit, then you want to eat again so you can get overfull again. And I was in that cycle and I was looking in the mirror and I was like, man, I'm becoming like a roly-poly motherfucker here. And I'm eating healthy stuff. That's the thing. Like, it's not like if you're just eating like the keto stuff, you can you can get. First of all, there's all this work around keto bullshit that, you know, it says keto on the box. It's probably not keto just because it says keto on the box. It's a fucking candy bar, dude. Like, don't believe it. If it tastes like a candy bar, it is a candy bar. And there's nothing wrong with eating candy bars, provided you give yourself time to burn it off. Because eating that candy bar, even if it's made in a keto way is still going to store itself as fat in your body. And most of the the keto stuff is fat. And guess what? When you eat fat, it gets stored as fat. It just doesn't have to go through a whole process of change. So does protein. The only thing that doesn't get stored as fat is fiber. But fiber, if you eat a big, big... I was eating like a huge-ass salad. Like, you wouldn't believe the fucking size of the salad I was eating. Just to, as an excuse, I was just like, I'm going to eat this huge salad, and then I'm going to uh, go in for what I really want, which is like this or that, you know, some meat or something like that. And I want to talk about the meat thing, too, because that might be something that really we need to revisit. I'll know after seven days of fasting whether meat is the right thing to bring back into my system or not. But I'm starting to get the idea that meat, or anything that was created through cruelty should not be eaten. That that the cruelty itself somehow closes your third eye. If you take partake of the flesh that was dealt with in a cruel way, it diminishes your third eye. It diminishes your look into the into the the uh, the fifth dimension the dimension of bliss. It diminishes your bliss to eat flesh been wrought through cruelty. And the more we can understand this, we can live in symbiosis with with animals. Now, especially since we can genetically engineer the meat we need, we can create meat without a brain. We should go and do that because it's just not healthy to be eating meat with a brain. It's just unhealthy because it's 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 gone. It's there through cruelty. Now, what about all the other animals that also eat flesh through cruelty because they attack their prey? Well, there's that good reason why these animals are not living forever, right? They're living parasitically on and and torturing other animals to get food. So. It's unhealthy for them, but they have no other choice. We do. But that's an aside. I think if you bless the meat that you eat and you and you um you make a commitment to end the suffering of their species on some level by either figuring out a way to create meat without suffering I mean, you have to pledge that. 
while you're eating this meat that did come from suffering. I feel like that's the only way to even out the balance. But all these things occur to you while you're in the midst of a fast because you're, you, your brain starts to activate. Your brain on the ketones, on the burning of fat, is so much sharper and so much more tuned to, you, you know, you, all the brain damage that, I mean, all the um, senility that people accumulate over time. You know how your memory starts to get shot over time. You feel like, oh, I'm old. My, my mind doesn't work like it used to. That's just because of, like, fat. Fat has literally invaded your fucking brain and needs to be burned off in there, too. You think the fat just accumulates around your gut? No, it, it spreads out everywhere. And it interferes with your synapses. You get fat around your synapses. It's like, it's no good. It's no good for you, and it's no good for immortality. Now, I know, I, I've said, too, like, after three days of fasting, you can have a little bit of tobacco. I don't no longer agree with that. I think you can use, I, well, let's put it like this. You can do a three-day fast, and if that's the end of your fast, then, yes, have a little tobacco to consecrate the end of your fast. But that's the shortest amount of time you should ever, I mean, that's that's the longest, well, how, how am I going to say this? Yes, that's the shortest amount of time that you need to fast before you can have a little bit of tobacco. But the better thing to do is, while you're fasting, never partake of it until you break the fast. So after seven days, I may do it. But I might actually feel like I need to go another seven days. Because I'm starting to understand now where this, like, what the purpose of our life is. Our purpose of our of our life here as a human being is to store fat and then burn it. Through breathing, through enjoying, but what's, what, what, what I never understood was, like, why does, you know, how did we as species make it in the the jungle when, like, there wasn't just this, there wasn't, like, at every turn, at every fucking corner, a goddamn taco bar or an ice cream bar or, some, you know, or a fucking McDonald's or whatever. There's a restaurant. Every, I mean, there's a restaurant in every fucking corner because people are just overeating. They don't need to eat that much. They can get by on the fat they have for days. Days. Just a little water. They say you should drink a little salt water. I might try that. But maybe not, you know? Like, I just, I'm going to do what's natural to me, what feels natural. And, of course, it, it doesn't feel natural to not eat, but... It does on a certain level. Like, it feels much more natural than that overfull feeling that I was feeling, that, that overfull kind of, like, groggy. Like, I'd have to take a nap just to sleep off my overfull feeling, only to wake up and re- be ready to eat something again. 
and then I get over full again, and then I take another nap. It's like, you know, when you get older, like, your body just kind of, like, that's that's the, that becomes sort of like the way in which the body gets to feel satisfaction, especially if you're on edge, which is usually put there through other stimulants or stress. Stress, of course, is a stimulant, but we feel most stressed because we feel inadequate. We feel most stressed when we get older because we start to feel inadequate. We start to feel not up to the task of living anymore because we're fat and we're immobile. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn this around, you know. And then, like, you know, so you go to drugs and try to, like, create a little bit of space, a little bit of, like, hunger a little bit of, of yeah, just a feeling of like clearness. That's what drugs ended up being in the modern world. They're just like a way of mimicking our feeling of living on our own fat that we never do anymore. Why didn't like, why are there, why weren't, um, cavemen, a bunch of stoners, because they were high as fuck. They were high as fuck on their own fat, and they didn't need to be a fucking stoner. But as you're like, you know, as you'll notice that the less fat you have, the less you'll need of any kind of uh, drug. to to feel good. Because, like, once you peel away all the layers of fat and you get to a state of, like, leanness, then you just start to live on the ketones of fat. Your body becomes, like, an efficient, like, burner of and store of fat. So when you do eat, you get full very quickly, and then your body instantly reverts to fat-burning mode. And you never lose the high. So our lean ancestors that used to roam the jungles were high as fuck on their food because their food instantly converted to to energy and muscle and fat, and then it was used right away. So if you're finding it in, like just totally impossible to get into bliss and you notice that you're a little bit fat, that's the reason, buddy. And if you're partaking of any nicotine or any coffee in the morning even, just even one cup in the morning is like, I'm telling you, it's throwing you off kilter. It is. And if you're not getting, you know, and obviously it interferes with sleep, which is a major issue in keeping yourself in a fat-burning mode because guess what? You burn a lot of fat when you're, when you're uh, sleeping. Why? Because you're not eating. You're just, you're giving your body a chance to fucking not eat. Now, I really don't believe you'll need to sleep much, but you'll find it really awesome sleep when you're fasting. Because most of the time you have to sleep to, to just burn off some of the food, to try to digest some of the food you've taken in. You know, you get tired by the end of the night. It's because you kind of you beat yourself up with food all day long. 
But when you get like kind of when you want to just take a, like a a pleasant like euphoric nap, the kind of nap you take when you're on like an e pill, when you're taking like ecstasy and you like close your eyes and just lie in the pillow and you sink into it. That feeling, not the feeling of oh god I'm so full let me sleep this off with my mouth open and then I wake up with a dry mouth. I was like taping my mouth shut because I would wake up my stomach was such a big fucking gourd of like full shit that my mouth would just pop open when I was sleeping and I'd get like the driest motherfucking mouth. So what I do like I'm like I'll tape my mouth shut. No bro. Stop eating so much. Just like stop eating dude until you're not fat anymore. And like I it took I had to like I had these realizations a long time ago and I was like I rationalized myself out of it. I was like, well, that's absurd. Like, you you, you, you have to just, you have to eat. You're going to eat. And then I just came up with a plan where I was like, well, I'll just make sure I only eat uh, within a four-hour window. But guess what? In that four-hour window, I'm eating a whole day's worth. I'm eating like a fucking boa constrictor eats a pig. And it's just making its way down, and it's filling me up for the whole fucking day same shit as if I ate all day long. Okay, maybe I'm not eating as much, but guess what? No effect on my weight. None. In fact, it made me more fiendish for food. And therefore, when I did let myself eat, I would eat even more. And then on the times when I would just like stop doing any kind of fasting... My body was on, like, let's eat. Like, let's eat while we can before this motherfucker puts us on another fast. My my my, my body is just like a wild animal that you, that you have to, you know, either you feed it or you don't. Now, uh, the best thing to do is, It's just monitor yourself. Look in the mirror. I know some people have a wrong body image. This is going to be a terrible advice for like an anorexic person because they see themselves as fat no matter what. But I'm not talking to those kind of people. Those people are sick. And just because they exist doesn't mean that my shit is wrong. I understand it's a da- this is a dangerous, it's an esoteric knowledge very dangerous to give out to just anybody. So if you are anorexic, like you, you know whether you are or not because you get the horrified faces. Guess what? If you're not feeling like bliss, you're anorexic. If you're like skinny as shit and you're and you think you're fat, and like you go a couple days without eating and like you don't feel bliss, if you go 24 hours without eating and you don't feel bliss, you're anorexic. And you should eat. But if you go 24 hours and you start to feel that little bit of bliss, you know you're on the right track. Even though you're hungry, you feel the bliss. It's like unmistakable. And you know, that's how you know. You're not just like being anorexic in the mirror. You actually are a little fat. And I mean, you can look at yourself, like how much you weigh compared to how tall you are. I mean, you can give it a general, it can give you a general idea of whether or not you're fat or not. But you know you are, if you are. 
and you see yourself in pictures. In the mirror, it's not as easy to see it. But when a picture comes out, and you're like, wow, like, I'm much wider than I thought. You don't need to be. And you, and it's 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 good news that you are, because you're going to be in for a great fucking ride. That's why the Buddha is laughing, because he's fat and he's feeding himself on his own fat, and he's sitting and meditating as his fat is being consumed. And he meditates until he is skinny again and then goes and gets fat again. But you don't need to do that. The Buddha is just like the beginning transition. You start out as the Buddha and eventually you become the ripped motherfucker. You become the old Adam from the Garden of Eden. The one that has like no body fat, is in the best shape of his life and is ready for the next stage of evolution the next human stage of evolution, which cannot occur with all this excess fat on you. But it's like, treat it like a cocoon that you must eat your way out of to become the butterfly that you are. That is the key to everything. And everything you do will be instantly easier. Your brain will work much more fleet. You will... Now, here's another thing that you need to do. You need to say this to yourself every fucking time you can think of it. You say, universe, I am open and ready for you to conspire with me to make my dreams come true. And I am open and ready to see a sign that you are doing just that. Universe, I am open and ready for you to conspire with me to make my dreams come true. And I'm open and ready to see a sign from you in the physical world that this is what is going, is happening. That my dreams are coming true. Just saying that statement over and over again will... That that actually is what brought me to the ability to to do this fast without much. I normally around this time I would be in like I would be rationalizing food to myself. I'd be like, well, look, you know, you did a long fast. Now it's time to eat, you know. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go seven fucking days now because just that little universe acknowledgement has pushed me into it. Another thing that gotten me out of is that I was like I, you know I'm, I'm a natural I'm a rapper I was just sitting around watching TV and writing little rhymes here and there not even practicing not performing not going to fucking shows not doing shows I was just like a fat little like has been a fat little has been like getting high and then writing a few lines and feeling like oh wow like I did something let me go watch a fucking 10 episodes of a fucking TV show. And now I'm headed out to San Francisco. I'm headed out to the um, the Fisherman's Wharf to perform for a week. I just fucking booked it and I'm gone. So be... Uh, 
aware of the changes that will occur when you do that strategy of declaring to the universe that you are open and ready for it to work in your favor. Because your subconscious is sending the opposite message all the time. Your negative self-conscious and your, your the fat globules in you are trying to keep you depressed so that you keep eating and so that you keep packing on the pounds to try to get to some feeling of some sense of, 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 of well-being because you feel like shit. But it's just, it's a self-perpetuating negativity, this fat, that excess fat that's on you, and it needs to be eaten as soon as it accumulates. It cannot, you cannot wait on it. I think I've beat this subject into the ground just like every other. This is Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Good luck. Remember, your fat is the greatest narcotic you will ever take and the longer you go the greater it'll be